Hello, and welcome to another episode of Engaging and Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all of our learners. I'm your host, Jesse Perio, and thank you for joining us today. So today is the second episode in a series on discussing successful team teaching during remote learning. Today's focus is on the middle school level. On our show today are Christine Dennis and Alberta Medina, who are both teachers at Zia Middle School. Alberta and Christine, can you uh, briefly share with us a little more um, on what you teach, how long you've been teaching, just a brief bio? Yes. Um, I. I'm actually a retired English teacher. And I, one of the best parts of my story is Alberta was a former student of mine. She was in my senior English class. So we really have known each other for quite a while. And I think that's part of what makes our team work so well. But I taught 25 years at Las Cruces High School enjoyed every single day. Every moment was fabulous. I retired. And after a year, I just couldn't stay out of the classroom. So I entered, I re-entered the classroom and I was able to get in at Zia Middle School. This is my fifth year. And um, I teach the high school honors English class. I also teach regular eighth grade language arts. And of course, um, Alberta and I do the inclusion class together. That's really neat that she was your former student. That's awesome. (laughs) And I um, also teach at Zia. I teach a um, both self-contained and inclusion eighth grade special education language arts. Uh, This is my fifth year at Zia. And prior to Zia, I uh, taught for a semester after my student teaching at third grade general education. Um, this is my first experience, um, with team teaching at Zia. Um, Mrs. Dennis and I have been working together for five years now. Uh, so it's, it's been wonderful. Um, but yeah, I attended Las Cruces high school. I went to Eastern New Mexico university and I came back home. I always swore I would leave and now I'm back. (laughs) Awesome. And I think you touched on this, um, Alberta, but let me just make sure I clarify. Um, is this your first year of teaching together or did you? No, okay, no, this so... is our, yeah, this is my, our fifth year. I think I worded that strangely, but yes, it's our fifth year. Oh, so you together. have been um, teaching mm-hmm. for five years. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. We both started the same year at Zia. And so it's just been wonderful. We've always worked together these past five years and I'm so glad you know, admin has not changed who I work with. It's like, please let me stay with Alberta uh, because we really do have a good thing going and I enjoy working with her. She's fabulous. And that means, that is, that means a lot. I, uh, just a a little bit about my background. I taught English um, for 15 years at Oñate High School and I taught the 10th grade inclusion. So, and I worked with several different inclusion teachers and um, yeah, definitely, it's important to have that relationship with your, your team teacher. Can you, can you talk to us a little bit about, just share with us what your inclusion classroom looked like pre-COVID-19, pre-remote learning, like in, in the face-to-face setting? How did you structure your class? Um, 
your inclusion class. Alberta and I were talking about it this morning in preparation for this podcast. And I told her, Alberta, I'm just going to have to be brutally honest and admit, you know, I am a teaching hog. I love to teach and it's hard to let go. And so she and I have always planned together and we have these beautifully laid out plans where I'll do this, you do this, you know, we'll go back and forth and it's hard. I always found myself like taking her role and I would tell myself at the end of the day, gosh, darn it, you did it again. You know, you got to just let her do her thing because she's fabulous, but it's so hard for me to be quiet. And so that's one of the things that I really like about remote learning for the first time. This is my 31st year teaching for the first time ever. I am really learning um, to be quiet and to let Alberta teach. And I'm so excited to get back into the classroom because this is teaching me how to do that. And, and so I'm like, I can hardly wait till we get back <laughs> in class because it's going to be different. But to answer your question, we always try to team teach and Alberta is just the most respectful person. And I know I ran with her lessons and she probably stood there thinking, okay, I'm ready to jump in. Um, And so now I I really am learning to just sit back and let her do her thing. So what, um, and that does lead us right into what my next question is going to be, you know, team teaching was a challenge before remote learning. um, And that's what I want to ask you. And Alberta, maybe you can provide some of the specifics on you know, now in the remote classroom, either in your Zoom or even how you structure your Canvas course, um, what does that look like? Kind of some some specifics on what Mrs. Dennis was just talking about. Like what, how do you share the, the teaching? Yeah, so we are pretty much 50-50 right now. The thing that we really, really focus on is uh, planning. We plan together, which we did uh, pre-COVID and we, it was so much easier because we were just right next door. So we just pop in. Uh, but now, I oh gosh, we meet probably three times a week uh, with our other um, eighth grade language arts teacher, uh, just so that we're on the same page and that we know, you know, what we're doing. Our Canvas courses, we actually built together as well. So um, they're not exactly the same. They have some different information for my inclusion kiddos, but um, the, the structure is almost identical. And I think that kind of continuity really helps us know you know, what's going on on the other side, on the gen ed or on the the inclusion side. Um, So planning together has been probably the most important thing that we do because it really keeps us on the same page. Um, And we really switch back and forth. Like, you know, if Mrs. Dennis teaches first period, I teach the next one, you know, and then we just flip flop throughout the week. Um, And I, I find it really helpful because, you know, she, as she told you, taught for 25 years. So she has just amazing, amazing insights. So I love to hear the lesson and then teach the lesson. And we kind of pull from each other's lessons, which I think is really, really helpful. So I think team teaching when, you know, when we split it, it really just makes us better. We, we get, you know, um, exposure to different viewpoints, which is great. Uh, so it's, it's been good. We've been splitting pretty well, 50, 50. That's awesome. And I, I love that approach um, almost to where the students don't even know, you know, who's the, 
inclusion, who's the gen ed teacher. I love that approach where you're both their teacher, 50-50. And it sounds like I, you all pull that off quite well. We, we are. And, and to the point where I was going to add, we don't, well, I can't speak for Alberta because she's brilliant, but I don't even remember whose <laughs> kid is who. I'll, I'll ask her, wait, is this your student or is this mine? And I mean, we both take onus for, for all of our students, but there's no, you know, we just, we just work with them all. There's no, oh, he's my kid. That's your kid. We just work together. But when something, you know, does come up that I'll, I'll have to ask her, wait a minute, is, is this mine or is this yours? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's yeah, because it is one classroom with two teachers. And so I kind of wanted to ask, you know, with regard to that, I'm sure we have some teachers listening in who are struggling in this area and you, you made it very clear, like you 50-50 share the, lead, share the, the load on like delivering the instruction. So while, while one of you is delivering the instruction, what does it look like with the other one in the, the room? Like, what is that person doing? So when one of us is delivering the instruction, the other person is, um, they're monitoring the gallery. So they're looking for questions. Um, which really kind of helps us make sure that we see our kids. And then they're also monitoring the chat. So uh, for instance, if I'm teaching, I'll let the kids know, you know, if you have a question, send it to Mrs. Dennis in the chat, you know, and she'll either stop me and say, hey, one of our kids has a question or, you know, if it doesn't apply to everyone, they, she can go ahead and answer it. And then when she's teaching, uh, we just flip it and I, I monitor the gallery and, and the chat and just make sure we get all our questions answered. Awesome. Yeah, no, and I, I really like the way you guys are, are doing your, your teaching. I, I know a lot of teachers, team teachers in the district can benefit from, from listening to the way you all are structuring your, your it, classes. It's become such a part of our norm that, like you said earlier, the kids don't know who's the gen ed teacher, who's the, the special ed teacher. They, I think they see us both equally as their teachers. And, and you know, we just... It has really worked well. And like I said, I'm excited to get back into the classroom and to continue to do this. Um, Prior to COVID, the other one would just kind of walk the room and monitor the kids and, you know, keep them on task. And, um, but this has been really a a good experience, you know, for us. That's awesome. And so this time of year, we're wrapping up the, the semester. I know a lot of teachers um, are kind of reflecting on this, this odd year or this odd semester that we just got through. I'm sure you, you both have been doing some reflecting as well on your teaching. As amazing as, as your team teaching sounds like it's going right now this semester, are there anything, is there anything that you're planning to do differently next semester um, when we start back up fully remote? Any changes in, in your routines or in your delivery? Anything that you'll do differently? Or do you think things are running as smooth as they can at this point? Nothing different as far as our teaching, our routine goes, um, and the way we deliver the material. But maybe I should back up and, and, and say, no, we are going to change our routine, our classroom management. Um, we had issues with the kids that just do not want to have their cameras on. 
they are just camera shy. And I, Alberta and I have attended various meetings and we've gotten some good ideas. And I said, when we come back in January, we're going to change that. And we're going to make sure every kid has his camera on. And so we're going to do it by starting the semester off by telling them. And, you know, there are some students that I, I tell my family, they could come knocking at my door right now. And I, I, I don't see them. They don't turn on their cameras or I get the top of their head or I get a beautiful ceiling fan. And I'm like, I want to see you. I want to know you, you know, I, I get scared that we could go this entire school year and I, and I don't even meet these kids, you know, back in September, I was looking forward to, to meeting them. I, I told them you guys are going to be rock stars to me. Cause I, I just, I'm so excited to be face to face with you. Now I'm starting to get to a point where I feel like I may never actually get to see them face to face, but I'd like to be able to recognize them when I'm out and about, you know, if I'm at the mall, I could go, oh, they're so-and-so. Um, and so we're, that's one big thing we're going to change. We want the cameras on and we are going to really work that. And I told her, you know, there's two of us in the classroom. It makes it a lot easier because who's ever watching the gallery is going to work on the cameras. And um, so it, it's going to happen. It's going to be great. And uh, that that's, I think, the biggest change. Can you think of anything else, Alberta? Oh, one more thing we had been discussing in our plannings is um, including more, you know, material that the students are um, actively, you know, participating in, you know, we've done a few pair decks and, and uh, a few polls, but we just really want to make sure that we embed um, more and more of that kind of activity for them just just to keep them engaged which I mean we have we have been doing that uh, but we we definitely want to increase it because I know the students you know they enjoy when they get to see their answers on the screen and do all that kind of stuff so um, that was one thing that we had talked about wanting to uh, to re uh, to re-enter into our oh, class yeah. and and what were I, I may have missed the names of some of the things that you're thinking about using to, to implement more of that engagement. Pear Deck is one that we've used uh, where the students can um, access it on their computer and they can see their answers live in the Pear Deck. Um, Nearpod is one that we're getting trained on um, that, that we had talked about bringing in as well. So we're trying not to overwhelm them with all kinds of different um, different you know names and activities and stuff but just kind of including more of the ones that we do you know more a little more of the google slides that they can do right there in class so absolutely more of that active learning mm -hmm. i agree that that's do you all um have you and i'm just curious on this one have you used breakout rooms much at the middle school level um if so has that been successful you know I always thought with the inclusion teachers, they may have a little more success because the two teachers can monitor the different rooms. Have you used breakout rooms at all? We really haven't. Them? We did today for the final exam, but we really haven't. We, we've kept them all together. I wanted to add another thing when Alberta was talking about, you know, Nearpod and, and Pear Deck. Another thing that works well for us is she is so young and she knows computers. I mean, I'm a 31 year veteran and I started with a chalkboard and a piece of chalk. 
And so she has been such a strength for me because I will get scared of technology. And that's another good thing that works. If you have two teachers that can really complement each other, you have one who's strong in one area and the other one is strong in another area, that makes a good partnership. I don't know if admin stops to think about that when they're when they're putting teachers together. Uh, I don't know how Alberta and I ended up together, but let me tell you, there's no one else I'd rather work with because we really work well together. And so she is, um, she's just, she is adventuresome. She's ready to try new things. And I'll be like, oh, but I love that she'll do it. And I, that's when I'll pass things over. I'll say, oh, Miss Medina is going to run the, the slideshow. You know, <laughs> she's going to do the pair deck. Because I'm still, you know, scared. I, you know, I'm just still learning a lot, but I could not have done it without her. And we have another teacher we work with very closely, uh, Miranda Balisan at, at Zia. That we are the eighth grade language arts teachers. And I'm telling you, she and Alberta are just on it. And, and that helps a lot when you have someone who's just, adventuresome and willing to try new things because I, I have to be brought into the 21st century, <laughs> you know? And so it's, that's been another good thing about our working relationship. So, and I know you probably have already answered this question, but um, right now I, I want to just say like, maybe we have the, the struggling teacher who works with another teacher whether it be high school, middle school, elementary level, what would be your tip? And maybe each of you can share a tip. Like if they're really struggling with their team in their team teaching, what's one takeaway or one tip you can tell them for next semester that might make their team teaching more successful? I don't know if that makes sense. It does. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to formulate my answer here. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, you know, I would tell them to just, just start by meeting together, you know, maybe, maybe set a goal to plan something, one lesson, something together, but honestly, just the act of meeting each other and hearing your ideas and just being on that same page, uh, I think is really helpful because I, I know team teaching can be a struggle, um, I thankfully have not experienced struggle team teaching, but I know it can be a struggle. And, you know, I've heard, I've heard the horror stories of team teaching. So I think it's really important just to, to make a goal to work together, you know, set up a meeting, a zoom, we do all of our meetings through zoom. So we, we see a lot of each other on zoom, but uh, just set up a meeting, you know, discuss one thing that you want to plan together and then kind of, get started from there. It, it can be tough because, you know, we have our different teaching styles and we, um, you know, we both, we both love to teach. So we want to be teaching, but you, you, you know, it's, it's nice to, to be able to hear somebody else deliver the same lesson. I love that. And, uh, you know, just, just as Mrs. Dennis was saying, play on their strengths. I know when we're in, in class, uh, Mrs. Dennis has, the most fantastic classroom management. I love being in there. And so even when I have students on my, you know, on my, on my roster who have 
for example, you know, um, behavioral problems, maybe mm-hmm. they're on a behavior intervention plan. I mean, I know that when we walk in there, that class is going to be doing what they need to do 100% of the time. And so then, you know, they, they, I don't even have to focus really on their behaviors. Then I can focus on their academics and they can see all these great models of their classmates who, who, uh, you know, who are doing what they need to do. And it just really, really reinforces that positive behavior. And so, so I would say going back to the question is just, you know, focus on that other person's strengths. I know that might be hard, but you know, focus on what they're good at and play, play off of that. That's awesome. Yeah. Those are two great tips. I would add, I would also add communicate and be honest with each other. Just, just communicate and, and say, you know, um, this is what I would like, this is what I need. And then learning to give, you know, someone like me that, that likes a lot of control. I have to learn to give, I have to learn to bend. I have to remember it's our classroom, not, not just my classroom, it's our classroom. And if it's going to work, it's going to work with the two of us. I would also add, especially when you were talking, you know, struggling team teachers, I I'm thinking it would, it helps a lot. I, I really do consider Alberta a friend and, uh, in our spare time. And when we were pre COVID, we're even, uh, trivia buddies, we're on the same <laughs> trivia team. And so, and, and we have Mrs. Balisan on our team. We like to hang out even out of school. And again, I don't know, you know, how maybe, maybe, administrators need to ask teachers, come on guys, look around. Who do you want to team teach with? Who, who, you know, could you really work closely with? Alberta and I, our, our fit just came because we both started and we were told you guys are working together, but I couldn't think of anyone better that I would love to be working with. And it helps that we hang out outside of school too, you know? And so there is just a lot of respect there where, um, we, we just respect each other. Oh, and another thing, Alberta, uh, you mentioned earlier about the kids trying to play the teachers against each oh, other. Oh, yes. Talk yes. about that. Yeah. So we were talking earlier, you know, about some of the, I guess, difficulties that we faced, but one of the most important things I can say is just, you have to create a united front, you know, regardless of whatever else is going on, you have to create a united front. Cause I know when it hasn't happened to me since we've been a uh, remote, but I know when, you know, when we're in, in person, the kids will try, it's like the divide and conquer. I don't know where they learn it, but they learn it. Right. And they want to, they want to do it. So they, they'll really do things to kind of try and pitch you against the other teacher and you just, you can't let it happen, you know? Um, so that's one important thing. I know, especially, you know, when there's the, when there's a substitute, like if one of us is out, um, you know, they'll try to get away with something or they'll say like, well, do we have to do that now that the other teacher isn't here? And I said, yes, absolutely. The classroom rules are classroom rules. You know, I don't, you know, so, so just making sure that you maintain, maintain that united front. And so even if you are having issues behind the scenes that the kids never know, you know, cause they will really use that to play against you. I agree. It, it reminds me of a not so good team teaching experience I had. And I always joked around that our relation, our, our approach was the good cop, bad cop approach. <laughs> and it, it was not a good team teaching approach. Um, yeah, you know, I was the the bad cop and my inclusion teacher was the good cop and 
and it, <laughs> it just didn't work out. And to go back to what you were saying, Miss Dennis, um, so as an administrator at Las Cruces High School, I do want to say that that's something that we actually do strive for is making sure that our, our the team teachers that are working well together, that we schedule around their, them, you know, making sure that they stick together. We purposefully plan so that they are together because we have some pretty strong ones at our high school as well. And um, if there's any administrators listening in, Mrs. Dennis is exactly right. You have to make sure that those strong teams um, are being scheduled together and, and look, look into that, who works well together. And, and that's, that is key. So I would agree with that. Well, well, thank you both so much. Um, you've provided a lot of specific uh, tips and strategies. And for that, I appreciate um, you doing that. And I know our teachers listening in will, will glean a lot from today's show. So thank you. You're and, welcome. Um, to our listeners, thank you for, for joining us on today's show. Please follow VL2LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and please share feedback on the podcast and ideas for future episodes on our social media platforms at VL2 at LCPS.net. Again, that is VL2 at LCPS.net. Thanks so much for listening to today's, to today's show and we'll see you next time. Bye.